This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today, our special guest is Charlie Hardage. He is the co-founder of H&K Investment Group, and he's going to share uh, his experiences, his world, a little bit more about what he does and how our realtors, our consumers, your clients can get involved in the world of real estate investing and what that looks like and how you can do it. But before we get started on today's topic, Charlie, I would love to hear a little bit more about you, uh, your career journey, what's led you to where you are today. Um, I know in just reading some things about you before we started today that there's a lot. You've had a lot of different experiences. So I would love to hear a little bit more about you and your background. And welcome to the show also officially. <laughs> yeah, Allison, thank you so much for having me. I Before we started recording, I, I mentioned uh, I, I love talking about real estate. I'm extremely passionate about it. And hopefully the the audience can hear that in my voice and and uh, and all that because I I just I truly think real estate is a is the best way to build wealth and provide so many different experiences and, and opportunities whether you're a realtor an investor uh, whatever but uh, yeah thank you so much for having me I'm actually based in Nashville Tennessee. I grew up with a middle class mindset, which the the way I describe that is, you know, get a good job or, or go to school, do well in school to go to a good university so you can get a good degree so you can become a great employee and, and you can climb that corporate ladder. And that that's kind of how I grew up. You know, debt is terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. Pay off your debt, all that. The the only investing that I was supposed to do is IRAs, uh, 401ks and, and stock. Uh, mutual funds. And I, uh, after college, I, I got a job uh, working for a very large uh, computer company here in Nashville. Loved it, but I, I wasn't really fulfilled. I joined the military. I was 25 years old. I, I joined the military. That was great. That was going to be my career. But in 2012, I actually got shot. And so I was medically retired in 2014. But in 2012, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that totally opened my eyes. I was so hooked on real estate. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, I was reading books, listening to podcasts, all that. And I actually got my my uh, real real estate license here in in Tennessee. Did that for a couple years. Learned so much about it. I also learned I didn't want to do that full time because I had a young daughter uh, at the time and and. Wasn't able to see her. Obviously, there's a lot of emotions that go on with with residential, but I still knew I wanted to invest in real estate long term. I 
joined the the IT world, uh, IT sales, did that for another uh, seven or eight years. And about a year and a half ago, I actually left my day job and now I'm I'm a full-time real estate investor uh, in in uh, apartment complexes. Yeah, thank you for a little bit, um, you know, of your story. And, and you know, as I was, re- as I mentioned, as I was reading about you, I said, oh my God, this guy has a really cool story and just some really great life experiences. Thank you for your service and, and for everything that you went through, you know, as a member of the military, we appreciate it. And and now you're, you are where you are today as co-founder of the H&K Investment Group. Tell me a little bit about what that was like, how you decided, you know, you wanted to do that and um, share a little bit about what you guys do. I'll actually kind of go back to about uh, 2012 when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I knew real estate was was the answer for me. I didn't want to work for someone forever, even though I grew up in that middle class mindset. I knew it was real estate. I didn't know what niche. Your audience knows this probably just as well as I do. And, and there's so many ways to invest in real estate. There's so many ways to be a part of real estate. And that's one of the reasons I love it. Besides the fact that real estate is the best investment vehicle you can, you know, that that's out there. I didn't know what type of niche I wanted to get into. I could flip homes. I could, uh, you know, buy and, and uh, uh, fix it up and refinance it, uh, you know, duplexes or, or fourplexes, whatever it is. There's so many different ways, so many different asset classes out there. And I actually, uh, several years ago, I heard about multifamily syndication. So syndication just in general is when a group of investors pool their money together to buy assets that are much larger than any one of them could afford by themselves. And so I love that I could invest passively because I'm I'm very risk averse by nature, partly due to the middle class mindset, partly due to uh, me being just extremely analytical. And so I love the fact that I could passively invest with experts that had purchased uh, literally billions with a B of uh, of assets. And I didn't have to do anything except put my money into, into this pool. And then I still get all the benefits of cash flow, depreciation, you know, and, and then a really nice return in five years. And so when I heard about that, Allison, I was just so hooked. And I'm like, I finally felt that I, you know, I, I listened to thousands of hours and or researched thousands of hours of real estate, whether those forums, podcasts, articles, books, whatever. I finally, it was like, wow, this is exactly what I've been looking for for so long. And after after a few months of uh, of learning more about the passive side, I was like, wait a second, I can do this as an active investor. As uh, you know, the the syndication space had such a huge impact on my life. I finally felt like my financial future was able to. I, I was able to reach that goal of financial freedom and and do it totally passively. And, and when I when I heard about, uh, or I'm sorry, when I learned more about the active side, I was like, you know, I can help other people that were like me, you know, years ago, struggling with what else is out there. I don't want to work for someone forever. I want to uh, be my own boss, and uh, you know, I, I just want that financial freedom and and really not even that financial freedom. It's that time freedom to do what I want when I want. And so I I went uh, the active side, H&K Investment Group was started in 2019. And that was really to um, help other people achieve financial freedom, time freedom, and just that freedom in general. And so uh, uh, my partner and I, we look for uh, apartment complexes, usually 60 units and above, that are underperforming. I don't like using this term, but but the audience would totally understand it. 
we basically like to flip apartment complexes or do the Burr method where we fix it up and then um, do a cash out refinance, still cash flowing. We return a lot of the investors' money back to them. So in essence, it's like an infinite cash flow. And there's usually about uh, five to 10 people that are active uh, general partners in the deal. And then we've had up to, I think, 75 or so limited partners that are just passive investors that still get all the benefits of, of real estate. It's really cool to, to talk to new investors that were like me five years ago, three years ago. And they're like, I, I've had so many investors reach out to me after they invest and they're like, thank you. Thank you for including me in this deal. That That's one of the biggest satisfactions and, and fulfillment that I can get out of this. Not only do we help investors, but we also help residents. We actually update the properties. You know, I hate this, this term, slumlord, uh, slumlord. We actually fix up the properties. Uh, we run them like businesses. We, we run it more efficiently. And we've had a lot of uh, residents just be so much happier because we we don't have leaks or or we fix leaks, right? Uh, we don't just leave them there. We fix maintenance issues and, and we just make it more of a community as opposed to an apartment complex. Yeah, no, thank you for that. I think it's really great, you know, what you've been able to do. And just like you said, the ability to create what you want, not have to work for somebody, ha be making money, you know, without some of the restrictions that exist, you know, in other uh, career paths. I mean, there's so many benefits and opportunities when we talk about investing and things like that. But there's something that you said about the the taking risks and you're like, I'm not a person that that does that. And I, you know, you know, that made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but there is so much risk taking, you know, in a business like this. Why is it so important to you to take risks. And if there is someone like you who's kind of, you know, afraid of that or it makes them feel uncomfortable, how did you work through that? And why is it so important to be taking those risks? For years. So in, in 2012, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I didn't start investing until about 2017. So in those five years, and, and that was actually uh, single family homes. I didn't actually get into multifamily until 2019. You know, in that single family home wasn't even a home I bought as an investment property. It was the accidental landlord, right? We owned it, then we moved out and rented it. So I don't really even include that 2017 property as, as me really getting into real estate because it was a home we owned, we moved out, and we rented it. So Allison, from, from 2012, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, to really 2019, that, that seven-year span, I was just learning so much I could about real estate, but I wasn't focused on one niche or one investment strategy and, you know, probably the last few years, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, I kept asking myself, what is the cost of inaction? And I still have a post-it note on my, on my computer screen that I look at every single day. It says, what is the cost of inaction? And I knew what I was doing was not going to work for me long-term. And what I was doing was learning about real estate and not taking action whatsoever. And so... When I when I started, honestly, it was eating at me. It was really upsetting me. I didn't feel like I was living up to my potential. I knew real estate was my path uh, forward. I knew real estate would provide for my family. I just didn't know how or what or why or when or who. And so, but that that you know, voice and and, and that 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 two sayings that uh, what is the cost of inaction and what I'm doing right now is not working for me. 
I knew I had to take a risk, or at least for me, it was a risk of, a, you know, a, a risk. But in, in 2019, I actually, I, I was applying for grad school and something changed in my mind. And it was, what is my biggest weakness? And my biggest weakness was not taking risks. And for me, that was just so hard to overcome. I didn't feel like I, I financially had this money or, or the the uh, finances to take a risk, whether that's buying a home and trying to flip it or buying a, a home and just renting it out. What happens if if everything goes wrong? I think that that is uh, a, a lot of people's mindset. And that's why they don't get into the game. They don't invest because what happens if the worst happens, right? And so because I didn't take those risks, I never had those big failures and I never had those learning experiences from those big failures. And for me, when I heard about the multifamily syndication and I could passively invest with experts, to me, I was like, wait a sec, there's not really a big risk here. Sure, there's there's risks in all investment. So I'm not saying that multifamily syndication, there's no risks whatsoever, but I didn't have to be the expert. I didn't have to find the deal. I didn't have to do the rehab. I didn't have to find vendors and and lenders, insurance, all that. So for me, that was, I I felt like that was such, um, uh, you know, the, the best thing I could do to mitigate risks is investing with experts who had already done it, $3 billion of, of, uh, acquisitions before, and so for me, I, I finally felt like, okay, this is a calculated risk, which is a big difference than a risk, because I knew I was investing with experts. They knew what they were doing. And sure, there's risks in, in that investment, but at least they knew how to mitigate it. So for me, I, I felt like, yeah, it was a calculated risk. And it was something that I could finally say, okay, um, I can get rid of that that thing in my mindset of what is that the cost of inaction because I'm taking action, uh, uh, being able to invest with absolute experts in their field. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, and that was a great way, you know, to kind of work through some of that fear that was existing. And um, you said something, too, just about taking risks and if you fail in the learning experience, too. And I think that's one of the best things that we can do as human beings is fail, because what comes out of that and what we learn from those experiences are is so valuable and, and can really, you know, be a game changer and be something that you learn from and take with you. So I think that's really important too. you know, that if you are worried about taking risks and it does make you feel, you know, uncomfortable that even if you fail, that it's still going to be okay. And that there's still something positive that can come out of that. You know, I see that now, Allison, <laughs> I, I wish I, I knew that five and, and seven years ago and, and now 11 years ago, because we're in 2023 
and I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in in 2012. But it it is so true, and I think the biggest thing you know for the audience that is is maybe like I was um, years ago. It's okay to fail, right? Because in, in my it, it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to fail and and give up, right? It's okay to fail, but learn from those failures. Use those failures as a absolutely phenomenal learning experience because you're able to get, you know, I, I hear on podcasts, I hear other people with these, uh, what I would consider, uh, or years ago, I would consider this, you know, air quotes, but this massive failure, but now look at them. They learned from that. Their portfolio is massive. Maybe they left their full-time job. They're semi-retired, you know, whatever it is, they have a, a massive real estate portfolio. If they didn't take action, they wouldn't have failed and they wouldn't have learned from it and they wouldn't have this massive portfolio. Maybe they'd be at a dead-end job or a job that is super stressful for them. Maybe they would have invested in something else, but you know, taking a, a calculated risk, if, if you are risk-averse like me, I still am, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you take these calculated risks and you start investing with, with experts and you partner with experts to me, that mitigates a ton of risks. And there's still going to be risks, but they're they're calculated, they're mitigated as much as possible. Would you say that's a good place to start if you are just looking to get involved in this, if you've never done anything like this before, if you're brand new uh, to this world of real estate and investing, would you say that's a good place to start? Or what advice would you give to people who are um, considering but have never really taken that step forward? I actually think it's, for me and, and for a lot of people, I think that syndications are the best place to start because you can start completely passively, right? Um, most of our passive investors have never been to the properties, right? N- never even set foot on the property because that's what our team does. We we actually handle the property. We handle the underwriting, the acquisitions, the asset management. We're running the deal. They don't even have to uh, answer calls from tenants and, and deal with toilets, termites, and things like that. <laughs> it, it's a great place to start. But then what, what's even better about it is Let's say someone does want, you know, maybe they're like me and they want to get in the game. They don't know how you can start there just passively investing. And then now your money is working for you instead of you working for your money. And so while your money is working for you, you can learn. We, we send emails out to our passive investors every month. Here's the overview of the property. If any of our investors have questions, I love talking to them because you know, going back to what I said 10 minutes ago, Allison, this had such a, a huge impact on me and, and my partner and so many other people that I love sharing what we do, how we do it. And so, you know, maybe they want to become an active investor long term. I, I love talking to investors and, and just helping them understand what we do and how we do it. So then that's something they can do down the road but they're not starting from scratch because they've already invested in a deal or two deals or three deals. Uh, they've already gotten, you know, dozens of emails with how we do it. And, and, you know, I, I even love partnering with passive investors and in, in helping them get into their first deal as an active investor. So I, I personally think it's great at the time that I invested I passively invested. I didn't have any experience except that one single family rental. I was working full time. I was going to grad school. I have a a daughter and and a wife. So I didn't have all this extra time. So for me, I was working, you know, 40 hours a week, 20 hours with grad school. 
And I was finally able to let my money work for me. So I, I think, you know, depending on where you are in life, yeah, I absolutely think that syndications and, um, you know, with what we do in, in multifamily with apartment complexes, everyone needs a place to live. We're, we're already in a housing shortage. And so, especially as you know, you're in Columbus and, you know, as you know, it, it's it's with all the all the uh, big companies going there, apartments are, are such uh, probably being built like crazy and, and homes are being built like crazy. Fannie Mae did a report uh, a few years ago that the decade of the 2020s, we're going to see a housing shortage of 6.5 million housing units. That's only getting worse because of COVID in my mind, because everything was delayed. Uh, you know, the, the cost of lumber went <laughs> skyrocketed, right? It was a, it, it went up, I think three or four or five X. Now it's come back down, but the cost of inflation, a lot of builders have to charge a ton of money or they're not building. So that 6.5 million housing unit shortage my mind is probably going to be close to seven and a half or eight million unless the government does some drastic measures, which I don't think they're going to do anytime soon. I, I think it's a great time uh, to get into real estate, especially housing, whether that's single family or multifamily, because it, it's just such a shortage in, in our nation, uh, our nation, excuse me, and you can do it passively. And and like you said, it's only going to get more and more important as we deal, you know, kind of with the fallout and, you know, the outcome of that shortage. It's a, it's a really great time for all the all those reasons you mentioned. And like you said, you know, I know we are feeling the crunch very much so in Ohio. It is something that, you know, our government affairs team is actively, you know, working on and we're providing, you know, testimony almost every other day. And we're talking to these legislators, you know, just letting it be known that, you know, this is a real problem and, and we need some real solutions. So definitely something to keep our eye on, but a huge opportunity for people like you and other investors to get to get involved as we continue to see the importance of, of housing um, increase in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's also one of the other things you talk about, too, is that you don't have to be super wealthy in order to do this, that the average person can get involved in this, can make it a career, can, you know, be successful at it. Um, talk to us kind of about your perspective on that and how normal people can invest, like someone who, you know, is making millions of dollars. Tell us about uh, your perspective on that and what that looks like. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite topics, only because uh, most people have never heard of the syndication space. It's been around for a while, but really only about 10, 12 years ago is when the quote unquote everyday person can invest. And you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be a billionaire to invest like millionaires and billionaires. What's so amazing about it, Allison, is, you know, when, when I first invested in multifamily, my net worth wasn't even half a million dollars, right? And I was working some, you know, dead-end jobs, and we had some money saved up. But I was able to invest in, in these properties because of, of some changes that the government made. I think it was 2011 or 12, I don't remember. But now with this syndication space, we can do what what's uh, 506B, as in boy, and we can have uh, what's called sophisticated investors who understand real estate a little bit, but their net worth is not over a million dollars. And, you know, the, the net worth uh, side of it is important because I, I believe before 2011, 2012, your net worth had to be over a million dollars or you had to make two to three hundred thousand um, dollars a year, depending on if it was you or your spouse. 
And not everyone does that. Even even today, as inflation, you know, and and uh, jobs have uh, salaries have gone up, doesn't mean people are are just automatically making two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a year. And so it's really nice that the everyday person, the and I say this as as tongue in cheek because this was also me, but the peasants out there, right? Can can actually invest in, in in some of our investments. We have first generation immigrants who only made you know fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. We have teachers, we have librarians, we do have doctors and lawyers as well. We have IT professionals, both sales engineers and things like that. But now you don't have to you know be a country club member uh, to invest in in these deals. You don't have to be a, a hedge fund manager or someone who is you know, the the culture sees as this extremely successful person. And I, I just love that so much. And, and going back to what I was saying before, uh, a lot of our new investors, they come back and say, thank you so much. Even to this day, and, and we've owned some properties for almost three years, even today, they'll call or text me monthly or, or you know, every six weeks and say, thank you so much. This is, a, you know, such an amazing opportunity for my family and I now feel like my retirement and my future is in my control, not someone else's control. And you can still work full time uh, while doing this because you don't have to do anything. It's a passive investment. You read the emails that we send out monthly might take 10 to 15 minutes. And if you have questions, you can contact me or my team and we'll go through them, you know, spend 30 minutes or an hour with you just making sure you understand what's what's going on. And so it's, it's, you know, like I said, Allison, it had such a huge impact on me and I wanted to share that impact with other people. And I think the biggest thing that I, I love about this is, yeah, it, it's helping me and my family, but it's also helping other families invest. And they never had that, that opportunity to invest before. It was always 401ks or IRAs. Well, now there's something else out there where you can control your money and have your money work for you instead of putting it into a, a retirement account that you can't touch for decades, right? And and you don't have control over that except maybe 10 options in a 401k. Now you have hundreds or thousands of, of options in real estate and even other asset classes that are out there. Yeah, definitely. There's just so many opportunities and, and can provide such a great enhancement to your life that I think is really cool. You know, when you think about doing it this way, what is the future of real estate investing look like? What is the future for you? Um, you know, what are you working on? What are you excited about? And, and what do you think it's going to, I mean, we went, we mentioned some of the challenges and things we're up against with lack of housing, but what's the future look like? What are some things that you're keeping an eye on and um, what can, what can we be prepared for coming here in the future? Yeah, I, I, I truly believe in, and this is good for you and, and your listeners, you know, uh, being in Ohio, I, I think the you know sexy area to invest has been in the southeast, right? I'm I'm in Tennessee, Texas, Florida, uh, even Arizona. You know those have been the the sexy markets for so long. I actually think that while a lot of jobs are moving to the southeast, they're continuing to move to the southeast. W what's happening is is the building has not really kept up with people moving there, companies moving to the southeast. I actually think the next great areas is going to be the Midwest. We're seeing a lot of jobs going to Ohio, specifically Columbus. We're seeing Kansas City, uh, Indianapolis, even uh, some, some places in Wisconsin. 
are just growing like crazy. And so I do think that the next area to invest is going to be the Midwest because the affordability factor is is huge all across the nation. But I, I think the Midwest offers a lot of really good, affordable opportunities and jobs are moving there. So it's not just affordable, it's uh, affordability and population boom in, in the Midwest. As far as different asset classes, I love the mixed use space. You know, that's where people work, people eat, people shop, people work out. There's gyms and all that in one location. One building has apartments, you know, shops and, and food. And so I think that's a really cool space that is, is I've seen it over the last probably 15 years, but it's really gotten big uh, over the last probably five to seven years. I really like that space. I love self-storage as well. Uh, I do think going back to the affordable housing, mobile home parks are actually a really good investment because people think that mobile home parks are, you know, and again, I don't like this term, but trailer trash. And that's not at all true. Maybe that's what you see. But those, again, those are the slumlords that run those. They don't uh, take care of the property. You know, I would never live in those trailers personally, but I would live in a mobile home park that's actually run, uh, ran, ran, you know, professionally and nice because those are, you know, becoming good retirement homes, retirement communities as well. And with all of our assets that we own, I want it to be a place that we could live, that my family could live. And so mobile home parks are, are great, good cash flow there. So there's a lot of, uh, even RV parks, you know, with, with COVID, a lot of people started getting outside and getting uh, campers. Uh, my wife and I did included, but it's it's just a great space to be outdoors and, and be with family. So I, I think those are some asset classes that are definitely on the rise and will continue to rise. Yeah, no, I know. We just had a, an episode go out about manufactured homes and what that looks like and how to get involved in that it is uh, you know, a great solution to that affordable housing. So absolutely. Well, Charlie, this was so fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your experience and your passion. You can definitely tell it's something that that you love doing. It comes across, you know, in, in speaking to you. So thank you for your time and for all that you do and for sharing a little bit about your world with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I love talking about real estate, love talking about how, how much of an impact it's had on my life and other people's lives. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.